listening to the Ed Reach Network. Ed Gamer, episode 13 on Ed Reach. This is Ed Gamer for Saturday, May 28th, 2011. Ed Gamer is part of the Ed Reach Network, edreach.us, giving education a voice. A big voice. Welcome back, Jerry. Thanks. This show is dedicated to Ed, – I just cut you off there. This show is dedicated to education gaming on any platform. We'll give you the education angle on any type of games, ranging from tabletops to MMOs. I want to ask you, we'll discuss how these games impact student learning and how they can be used effectively within the classroom. I'm Zach. And I'm Jerry. And I just ran through that really wonderfully, didn't I, Jerry? <laughs> I thought it was good. Okay. Uh, Jerry, give us a little bit about yourself. My name is Jerry James, and I'm a visual arts teacher at Schomburg High School in Schomburg, Illinois. And I'd like to wish you all a early, happy Memorial Day. Yes, that it is coming up. Yeah, so we're actually recording this on, on Thursday, but post on, on Saturday, and, and we're looking forward to a wonderful three-day weekend. Are you still in school? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? I go till second go? week in June, maybe June oh. 12th, 10th, something like that. How about this? My uh, my wife is her last full day was today. Oh, yeah. I'm not feeling too happy about that. <laughs> but I, I I get on her because she's starting her master's degree. Mm-hmm. So she she's just like my, I, my I'm getting out of school, you know, tomorrow. And I'm just like that's great. When's your master's master's degree start? And she gives me some uh, visual signals <laughs> that are not very appropriate. <laughs> She's looking at me now. How about that? So, <laughs> she's giving me visual signals that more you know, more visual it. signals coming in. That's, yeah, can't you feel them, audience? Feel it, feel it. Yes, the daggers. Okay, so okay, so when it, when is um she's she's done tomorrow. I'm done next Friday. That's nice. That's but nice. I'm really not done because you're. Are you doing stuff this summer? Um, I run the school yearbook, which lasts pretty much forever. So wow. I actually I have a great group of kids that volunteers to come in over the summer, and I have to buy them lunch. But that's about it. And we work most of the summer. It's it's the never ending story. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm teaching several weeks this summer, and and it's going to be a very busy busy summer. So it'll be good. It'll keep me out of trouble. And I guess I might want to let people know who I am. I'm Zach Gilbert. <laughs> And I'm your host. I'm a sixth grade social studies language arts teacher from Normal, Illinois. And we both survived the storms from last night. Yeah. Didn't we? Yeah. Lots of storms. They got pretty crazy. Probably a little heavier on your end, but it's yeah. just definitely tons of rain on mine. Yeah. There were two confer- confirmed tornadoes in the county wow. uh, that we're in, but it was they were small. Nobody got injured. Um, there was We were down in the basement, and uh, the, you know, the alarms went off. Letting us know that, you know, hey, uh, there's a tornado, and we went down in the basement. Of course, you know that's a lot of fun getting the dog and all the kids oh, and everybody man. downstairs. So it there was a there was a funnel, you know, not that just a few miles away that was spotted, and so oh man, that kind of gets you. That's brutal. Yeah, we're we're pretty lucky up here. We have our occasional microburst once every 15 years, and really because we're so close to the city, you, you don't get too many funnel clouds. But I went to school in DeKalb, which was home of many a cornfield and the off, yes, you know, yeah. Off well, Twister, there's a so. there's a wonderful Weather Channel episode that talks about that that. Is it Tom Skilling? Is that the weather guy from? Denver? Yeah, yeah, Tommy Skilling. He, he was on there talking about how that's just not—it's—it's it's a misnomer. It's not really true. You can have a major 
tornado hit Chicago. So I it's happening. Believe it's happening. Whatever, I will believe whatever Tom Skilling says. He, he's the man. I put my trust. He's the man. So, you know, we're supposed to talk about educational games, and we're talking about tornadoes. But, I might be you know, the wrong geeks. podcast. We got the wrong podcast. This is Weather Geeks, <laughs> which we've talked about before because I can't wait for Storm Chasers this next year, <laughs> next season, because, man, there's been some massive tornadoes, and it's just been – it's been horrible. Yeah. So, so we need to do something in order to lift spirits and have fun within our classrooms and, and even at home. And so tonight we're going to dedicate uh, the show to board games and trying to figure out why and how we would use them within the classroom. We're going to get board games. Board game with games. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, first of all. Have you been messing with the outline here, Jerry? I don't do that. Missing. I don't even know how. I did put in a bullet point. Okay. Well, that's the – you and bullet points. Yeah, Jerry had some issues with the Google Doc bullet points. I'm new to it's, technology. It, <laughs> I've noticed. No, I'm just messing. <laughs> so uh, the whole thing, let's go back to uh, James G. Okay. So learning outcomes for board games, games and learning. So we need to look at what, what's the purpose of a board game what can you use it for? Why would you use them? And I think that might be the start is why you use them. Because, you know, this has basically been geared towards technology and we love video games and we play games online. And why would we go back to, you know, uh, 18th century, you know, 20th you know, century uh, games. Well, Why would we do that? I think you got to level the playing field. You know, when you have all kinds of different budgets, all kinds of different areas, you know, you get so many, so many different elements happening in technology that sometimes you have to have, I don't want to say backup plans, but, um, you know, some places have to revert to what, what their budgets can handle, which sometimes is, you know, is board games it takes out a lot of the technology. Now, do you, you? You're lucky because you have you're in a lab. Yes, which I'm quite jealous. <laughs> and um, we have to sign up for computer lab time. So trying to get into a lab sometimes can be very difficult. If I had board games in my room, then and I wanted to use those games for for learning, I don't have to worry about signing up for lab. I, I have the games. Yeah. So that works out. Uh, you know, maybe not having, yeah, so when you don't have that technology within your district, maybe you don't have the computers, maybe you don't have the access, are there things out there game-wise that you could use? And and this is one of them. Board games, we, we've all played board games. You know, the, what what were some of your favorite games, board games growing up? Oh, man, I mean, <clears throat> I hate to run down cliche street, but, you know, <laughs> I love, I hate to run at all, really, but, but, um, I you know Candyland. I played Candyland growing up. Um, I could Monopoly, see that Jerry. Monopoly, the version where you actually <laughs> thank you, where you actually had to count the money. Um, yeah, we saw online. What was that? Oh, it comes with credit cards now. I mean, you got to swipe your your <laughs> Monopoly credit card. This is insane. There's like a calculate. I don't know. It's just it was very digitized. And from what I've read is that the money, the denominations of money, are much higher than, you know, inflation. I I hate to get too far into, you know, I, I don't know. I don't want to digress too far here. But, but I like, I was at an era when, when I went off to college, like, 
you just got bombarded with credit card applications. Like you couldn't get in the bookstore without signing up for three credit cards because right. they'd promise you like free food and t-shirts <laughs> and, you know, all the crap you really didn't want to buy anyway. Right. So, so I had, you know, by the end of my first year of college, like, you know, 11 credit cards. And I just think, is this really what, <laughs> what we want kids learning, you know, swiping yeah. our, swiping our credit cards for Monopoly money? It seems yeah. kind of, I don't know, I guess. So, so you had Candyland. Okay. So Monopoly, <laughs> back to there. Monopoly, um, played some risk, loved risk. That was yeah. probably, that was probably, um, an area that you know we could even talk about later that they really separated for me because I, there was a big difference between there's a big difference between risk and monopoly and risk and candyland i mean obviously but really <laughs> shoots and ladders shoots and ladders i love shoots and ladders that was a great <laughs> game so what about you what, what did you play uh you know the monopoly the uh battleship Oh, I, like, I, like, I love Battleship. I like Battleship. And that's not really a board game, but it's a different type of game. Uh, Axis and Allies was a big one okay. where we would, oh my goodness, some friends of mine and I, we'd be over at one of somebody else's house and, and, and we would order pizza and have Coke and, you know, soda or whatever and just, we'd be up all night playing Axis and Allies. And, uh, that was, that was, it was one of those games. It was a strategy game. It, it really took you to the next level. It took you away from the, you know, Candyland, yeah. uh, or Sorry, or any games like that. It took you to the next level. So there were, there were some board games that you, you thoroughly enjoyed playing. Go ahead. Now, I was going to say, now, what about original strategy games? Were you like, uh, checkers, Chinese checkers, or were you like chess? Um, my dad and I played a lot of checkers. Okay. We also played poker. <laughs> nice. Hey, you know, that's, that's I, a life skill. I, my dad, my dad taught me poker. Uh, yeah. So it, that was, that was a lot of fun. I played We'd get out the in. chips. He had a nice chip, chip basket. It, I mean, you know, it just had the really, they, they were old chips. I don't know. It was, that was a lot of fun. So, but you know, you can learn a lot from poker. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, the math skills, holy cow. Well, isn't there a huge connection between um, poker and magic? Like, I, I've read this places that... Now, you're, oh, now, hold on, hold on. Okay. Explain explain magic. Magic Is, Are you gathering. talking about pull a rabbit hat out of the hat? <laughs> no, I'm not talking about okay. rabbit out of the hat. I'm talking some people about, are like... <laughs> yeah, I, I realize. Thank you. Yeah. That was a good catch. Doug Henning or whatever is like... How does he do tricks? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, uh, magic the Gathering, the card game, which is... Um, I, you know what? I never played a ton of Magic: The Gathering. Do you have a, a good explanation of Magic: The Gathering? No, you played it. Don't 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 tell us you didn't play it. Do you know what I love to play? Was like here here it comes here comes the full geekdom. Okay. Um, overpower. Dude, overpower. Do you remember Overpower? It was like Magic, but it was with um, Marvel comic characters. Oh, okay. And then they they also put out like a DC version for like the DC uh, comics. Oh man. It was crazy. I spent way too much time locked up in a bedroom with friends playing with imagine. It wasn't games. locked up, was it? No, no. Well, no. Um <laughs> moving on. Okay, oh, okay. so so back to magic. <laughs> so uh, that compare that to poker? Yeah, I guess like they did some crazy study and the top poker players they, they keep winning all these tournaments, especially all the online tournaments, came from being um, Magic the Gathering players. There's there's like some brain connection that just if you if you understand one really well, apparently you understand the other yeah. very well. 
Well, yeah, I could I could see that happening. There's strategy and there's there's the counting and the math and figuring out your probability. That's huge. I mean, with poker, your probability. Um, so, but we need to go back. Let's go back and focus on. So, yes, we we played games. We love board games. And what I'm surprised is how much fun the kids have with board games. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's. That's important too. You think, oh, if it's not computer generated, it's not, you know, it's not going to be fun for the kids. Well, and I think part of that comes from the concept of board games that there's this, um, I'm searching for the word. I don't want to say romance because that's probably not a good word to use in schools. But um, (laughs) there's this intimacy, I guess, of, of, you know, like having the physical board. And the pieces right. and the little, you know, Monopoly hat guy that you can right. chew on when it's not your turn. You no, know. no, you don't do that. Well, you can't. It's not I, I lice all everything computer, after I'm done. That's probably a good idea. <laughs> so, just in case, because some kids are just chewers. <laughs> this is not good. So, so we have. Wow. So there is, there's, there's a lot that, that comes from that. Uh, we wrote down some, some ideas of, of what do you get out of playing a board game and one could be knowledge you know there's Mm -hmm. there's certain games access and allies you know you have uh you can learn a little bit about world war ii it's not you you can see okay i know these are the axis these are the allies. you're not gonna spend four hours playing a game just trying to figure out you know that the americans you know are the part of the allies and and japanese are part of the axis yeah that's just that's kind of silly but board games have gotten more complex uh they've they're going over many topics that uh, I think people would be surprised how many different types of board games there are out there that that can reach certain areas. And some of them are geared towards education, just like with the video games. Some of them are geared towards education. Some of them are just money-making games that you could bring to the classroom, just like a World of Warcraft. You could bring that into the classroom, but it wasn't made for education okay and i i completely agree and i think sometimes it can be harder to find those direct links um but they're definitely there and i'm going to drop a major bomb in the middle of the podcast podcast which is or the episode um one of the links that um that we had not really had a chance to talk about so this is all ad lib is okay um, all right so it's a unicef link did you happen to see this um, it's, no. it's about board games used in Honduras, so with Honduran school children, and I okay. just found it. It's like last year, and um, it's called it's called Risk, and that's how I found it because that's what I was looking for. Right, it has nothing to do with the board game Risk, it has more to do with like risk management, and on this, it's talking about what the kids learn. Okay, UNICEF that aims to install a cultural risk management in the school children of Honduras. Um, it has a lot to do with. Uh, basic precautions. So it says here, before, says the teacher, we didn't check the weather forecast. We now follow it carefully, keep school supplies in safe areas. And this is what their game, like, teaches them to do. So it's hmm. teaching children to adjust to, like, natural disaster type things, you know, all about, like, risk management type stuff. <laughs> sounds like, sounds like, because, you know, being here in Bloomington, Normal, Illinois, the home, 
Bloomington's the home of State Farm. It sounds like a State Farm game for kids. Risk management. You need to buy insurance. Yeah, yeah. It it says at the end, the students of the La Isla School continue to play Riskland. That's what it's called. Okay. Laugh and joke among themselves as they make a list of rules to follow when forced in a situation like the one they lived through months ago, which was the... <clears throat> which was a you know bad weather type situation, a disaster weather type situation. So that's you know that's kind of interesting. I mean, there are some games coming out that try to teach like social skills too. You know, besides we talk about knowledge, but like social knowledge, social skills, hmm. and that's that's an example. Well, you know, looking on one of the uh, websites, uh, game websites. You know, when I went to Gen Con a few years ago, one of the gaming companies was called um, uh, Fantasy Flight. And to give you an idea about knowledge, what knowledge can you game, gain from you know a, a board game? Civilization, they actually made a civiliza- Sid Meier's Civilization board game. Mm. And it looks really cool. And especially if you can't get you know computers to get everybody on there, this could be an option to, to look at and say, hey, let's, let's play this and, and play the game and, and try to pull out uh, you know, learning through that aspect instead of having them uh, be in a you know in a computer lab playing the game there. So it's it's I think it's two to four players, but I could see where I could have two people on a team, mm-hmm. you know, and work together on something like that. Um, you know, I teach Lord of the Rings. Okay. We just we're finishing up. Uh, kids are doing movies about uh, summarizing Fellowship of the Ring, but they have just on Fantasy Flight. They have, let's see, they have several games for the Lord of the Rings. They have Lord of the Rings, uh, The Confrontation. They have Middle Earth Quest. They have a Hobbit game. Uh, they have War of the Rings. So there's games like that. They have a few that deal with Rome. Uh, Tribune and I think, uh, was it Colosseum? Or, oh no, I'm going to... What's the one? Maybe that's on another website. So they had a few games that uh, deal with, you know... Um, you know, Rome and other types of oh, okay. other types of errors. So there's a lot out there. So people are wondering, you know, what what knowledge can you gain from you know a board game? There there are a lot of them out there that deal with some you know background and history, especially yeah. for me with social studies. Definitely. But there's also language arts. There's mm-hmm. uh, you know there's language arts. There's science games. There's definitely science games out there. Oh, no, so no, you just language games are like out of control. I mean, from Scrabble, you know, oh, yeah. I, we have, I asked today just so my kids, what are some games, board games that you played in school and, uh, Spanish Scrabble showed up like, you know, a million times. Oh, that'd be perfect. <clears throat> yeah. Great way to, to understand, you know, spelling, yeah. um, you know, all kinds of things you can pick up from something like that. Well, just brainstorming of how, you know, I could use this in the classroom. And I, I, I've done this long ago and I just, it just came back to my head. And where you could have different games that are in the classroom and, and maybe give one game to – maybe you have three different games in the room and give one game to you know one group. You have three different groups, as I just said and repeated myself. <laughs> they can learn how to play the game and then teach others within the classroom. Mm-hmm. So you, you learn the rules. So understanding the rules of certain games can be very complicated, and that is a learning process in itself. Uh, you know, just Monopoly, okay, when can I put, uh, build a hotel? Yeah. You know, uh, why would I want to put, uh, 
you know, a hotel on this, on this space. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, just learning the organization of the rules and understanding of the game and being able to teach other kids. Uh, yeah, I think there's something to be said too of, uh, uh, patience in, you know, a turn taking, you know what I mean? Like, uh, the ability to wait and watch and, you know, go around a board game and everyone gets a turn and things like that. That's, I mean, that's a different kind of learning. That's a social learning, but it, it's still something that's warranted that, you know, it's different from like a board game than a game that's interacting with you a hundred percent of the time. Right. Right. So next one we have on here. So we have organization, understanding of rules. Uh, you're dealing with, you know, man, I, you could just come up with, you played the game. Okay, explain how to play the game. Write it out. Make your own rules after playing it. You know, have mm-hmm. them summarize how to play it with, you know, they don't even have to go back. After you play it a few times, after you play a certain game a few times, have them write about the game and how to explain it. You know, it'd be uh, an expository writing of explanation to, to another group. Uh, that'd be a great writing activity. Uh, another one here is strategy. Mm-hmm. So in risk, there's definite strategy in how to play that. In access and allies, there's definite strategy. When you play chess or checkers, yeah, I was, I was just about to say I have to think strategy is probably the basis of all board games. You know, initially, when, I mean, where they all came from. I remember playing uh, backgammon with my father, and you know, it was all strategy and backgammon, chess, checkers. You know, all these original games. Yeah tic-tac-toe you know i mean like this is all just all comes from such a strategy standpoint i think that's built into essentially almost all games mm-hmm. uh sometimes you have teamwork mm-hmm. uh it depends on you know if it's just you can even play team chess if you really want to uh but having the kids work together in groups okay uh, I think that's another important aspect. I just realized something. Are are we considering Trivial Pursuit a board game? Because yeah, that's kind of the board game of knowledge. So uh, it, it is. I think I yeah. I think I think that that deserves to be acknowledged. But you know, here's the thing too: is that okay? Trivial Pursuit for us. Uh, I'm guessing that you know I'm going after the history type mm-hmm. questions. I'll go after some of the sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might, you know, the arts, uh, you might lean towards some of those questions. Mm-hmm. You have different areas of knowledge, and it's, it's, it's a Jeopardy type thing. It's, it's basically you're regurgitating True. True. You know, information. So it's not really. Not as much it, new learning. That's new good. New learning. That's good. That's now, good. Yeah, I like that. So how about this? How about we t- take a twist with um, Trivial Pursuit and learn some research skills? Give them little netbooks or laptops and give them a time limit. You know, you have uh, a minute to try to find this answer. Very cool. Yeah. Or give some type of time limit. And then, you know, because that's one thing that I was just working with the kids today is being able to research and find information. A lot of times they want to be spoon fed. I can't find it, Mr. Mm-hmm. Gilbert. I can't find it. I was like, you know what? <laughs> you're going you're gonna to have to do this on your own. I can be the most intelligent person in the world. When I have a computer in front of me, I can find out almost any answer that I want by researching. Mm. And maybe Trivial Pursuit, you could just do a different twist on that, just research skills. Yeah, agreed. So now um, with Risk, did you ever play it as, as teams or did you um, just individual? Uh, it- 
Um, wow. Um, this is okay. The, my, you really want to hear this story? <laughs> Probably not. I guess. Um, I guess so. I'm trying to think. The first time that I played it, I think I played it as a team because I I wasn't essentially very sure what I was doing. It was at like a a Boy Scout retreat in the middle of somewhere where we had been snowed in somewhere. So we were playing. You know, we were in like this log cabin thing, and all we had was was like old board games. And um, so we were playing Risk, and I learned how to play then from people who who had known. So I think we had like small teams, you know, okay. so like so, with people. So yeah, did, teamwork. Was. You did some planning. Well, you have teamwork, but you also did some planning mm-hmm. of how to, you know, the which is kind of goes along with strategy. You kind of plan out your moves. You know, what's your, um, what what are you trying to do? Um, you know, Monopoly. You kind of plan out. Okay, I'm really going to attack this area and build up. Uh, some houses and then hotels, you know, you really have to, you can plan out what you are going to do. Um, now, the other one is anticipating, you know, looking few moves, you know, move, looking at moves ahead. Chess is a good example of trying to anticipate what the other player is going to move or you're anticipating this is what you want to do, you know, three moves down the road. And that, that's a whole nother level of thinking. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's something that can really you can really see with some students that they do a very good job in anticipating. And then you know sitting down with them because I've used board games in the past where you talk to them and say you know after they made a move and you sit down with them and talk to them about did you think about this this and this and oh no I didn't think about that at all. I mean you got to look at the whole board you got to see what's going on and try to make the best move you can. There's aggressive moves. There's safe moves. Um, depends on what type of, of board gamer you are. Yeah, and I, you know what, I think that's an awesome list of, you know, the the core essentials of. Some of them kind of go together. Yeah, but... yeah, but you know what, I think all of those are absolutely utilized in the video games we've talked about too. I mean, some more oh, than yeah. others, depending on the video game. But what a basis for, you know, the video games we talk about. It's kind of yeah. a, a, an interesting parallel. I might, I might kind of modify the list a little bit here, but we had knowledge, organization, you know, like of rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can even organize how what you do yourself, strategy, teamwork, you know, the planning. Planning and strategy might go together and then anticipation. Yeah. Uh, and with organization comes uh, like social structure, even within a game. You know, think of things yes. like Monopoly. You, who's going to be the banker, even though now you have a, you know, little box that counts your debit cards for you but <laughs> yeah oh it's calculating it for you oh my goodness that bu- I, that might bug me i i, I don't know i'm i am i being old and crotchety or do i i don't just, know I but you know what now i'm thinking by the how many times did we probably pull out a calculator trying to have <laughs> okay i guess i can't get mad anymore well, that's like the best part is you get to just be the banker and be like no i totally gave you the right change back you know <laughs> yeah like yeah. the benefit of being the banker Exactly. So we had, you know, some of the, and we'll put these in the show notes, uh, but Fantasy Flight Games, they have a ton of board games, all different types of levels, all the way from, uh, they have a Battlestar Galactica game, which, you know, board game, which, you know, I was a big fan of BSG. And then Game of Thrones, which is a new series on HBO. Yeah. Uh, totally not appropriate for the kids, so Probably I'm guessing not. the game is not <laughs> appropriate either. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so there's, I flipped there's it on mid series, and I will not begin on our on our podcast to explain what was on when I flipped it on. But it was what did it. you? 
Game of Thrones? Yeah, yeah, I had never seen it, and I was like, oh, Game of Thrones, people have been talking about this all the time. I turned it on. It was a real interesting scene. <laughs> there have been a lot of interest. <laughs> I'm not sure I should describe it here. In so. that, yeah. it's, it's a neat story. It's just, uh, yeah. That's what I heard. Well, I explained it to a couple of friends of mine, and they're like, oh, my God, you turned it on at the worst time. But like, it's the most amazing show. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's I'll really check good. it out again. It's really good. Uh, so Fantasy Flight's one of the game, uh, board game makers. Uh, Out of the Box is another one which I've talked about before. Uh, the one that I really like and the kids love is Word on the Street. And one of the earlier podcasts, we talked about that one. That's, that's, a, that's a fun game. It doesn't matter if you're a kid or an adult. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's just a fun – You should. that would be great for your camping trip. Yeah, uh, you could have some fun game, you know. That'd be a fun game to play. Yeah, definitely. So uh, they have uh, what is it? Ten days, and you ten days in the USA, ten days in Africa, ten days in Asia. It's geography. Nice. So it's a geography game. They have a um, ninja versus ninja, which is almost like a strange chess. Everybody type of loves game. ninjas. They're like, <laughs> yes. like zombies are the new ninjas. What used to be, you know, you could put a ninja on anything. Now you just put a zombie in anything, and it's yeah. like instant gold. Yeah. Uh, somewhere, somebody gave me the quote that, you know, you can make games about, you know, you can have a shoot 'em up game, and as long as there's zombies or Nazis, <laughs> you're not going to offend anybody. I think as soon as we're done here, I'm I'm tweeting out that... Zombies are officially the new ninja. I think that. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I, like I want that. that to be my thought. <laughs> <laughs> Days of Wonder is another company. Great movie. De- Day- Days of Tom Wonder, Cruise. not Thunder. Uh, not, Th- not Nicole Kidman. Sorry, I like where he drives through the smoke. She was screen. really, she was really pretty in that movie, but uh, yeah, her she has a big, big forehead. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to offend anybody with big foreheads out there. We've moved into Game of Thrones area. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, they have a series called Small World, which is a board game. And uh, Small World is – it's an, I can't, I'm not even going to try to explain it. It is a very cool game that can be played over and over and over again because there's so many different uh, setup scenarios or you, you can change – what you are as a as a as a player in the game, uh, it can change every single time. So, what's the word I'm looking for there, Jerry? Identity. I'm not sure. Identity. Yeah, I like that identity. <laughs> so, special powers. You have di- you have different races and special powers, and you can mix and match those. Okay. And that works out pretty well. And they actually have. <laughs> now we're going board games. They have an iPad. Uh, Small world on for iPad. Ticket to Ride is a is one that a lot of people know. Um, you know from from them. They have a World War II game. Coliseum. That's the Rome game that I was talking about. Coliseum okay. is a game that's uh, about Rome, and that's an out of the box game. They have a Middle Ages game, an Egyptian game. Um, a lot of cool things there. Oh, for out of the box, a lot of people know Apples to Apples. I think that's the name of it. Yes. Yeah, I uh, I've played Maybe that. Apples, apples. I've played that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a fun one. Mm-hmm. So, and then Wizards of the Coast. Now, this is, gets a little bit more high end mm-hmm. because Wizards of the Coast are the ones that basically make the uh, Dungeons and Dragons uh, games, okay. and they eat Magic: The Gathering. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of their area, and so it's really that's more of a tabletop. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of a uh, – they have Magic the Gathering. Uh, 
Dungeons & Dragons, Duel Masters, Heroescape, and then, of course, Axis and Allies. That's why I had to bring it up because they have a very cool um, – they have all these different scenarios within Axis and Allies. So a fun game, fun game. Okay, I think, oh, one last thing. We have general info. If you want any information about board games itself, Board Game Geek is the place to go. Yeah, really, it has, really any information. It's crazy. It's like it's, packed with stuff. It's packed with stuff. So we'll have all these on the on the show links. Jerry, mm-hmm. anything you want to add? Um, I can't wait to go camping, and I hope when this podcast airs that the Bulls are still in the playoffs. Yeah. I'm going to be doing a lot of editing on this podcast. <laughs> this might take a little longer to make, I mean, to put out there. So, okay, with that being said, <laughs> thank you for listening to this week's Ed Gamer podcast, episode, podcast, whatever you want to call it. Please follow us on edreach.us and also follow all the great podcasts and blog posts on the EdReach network. I am Ed Gamer, node leader, Zach Gilbert. <laughs> I am Ed Gamer, node follower, Jerry James. Yeah, have a great week. Bingo. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs>